The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, here it is, um, mid-December. We've had Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving and the first day of Hanukkah. Uh, we're coming up to Christmas. And so this is a time when we are supposed to be feeling particularly spiritual. And in fact, I'm, I've called today's show Putting the Spirit Back into the Holidays. Uh, because I'm sure all of you are having, or I, I, maybe not all of you, but it seems to me from the people that I have been in contact with that a lot of people are having trouble uh, these days when there are so many things going on in the world, in their own personal life, um, so many things to worry about that um, it's, it's uh, the recession, terrorism, um, all kinds of crazy things in the news, um, you know, Obamacare, <laughs> um, all these things are just, you know, things that distract us uh, from feeling as spiritual as we all would like. And so um, today I thought it would be a great idea to have on a very highly respected spiritual teacher. This isn't going to be about any one religion per se, but Dr. Susan Shumsky, who has a doctorate, um, who is a doctor of divinity, um, is an amazing woman. She is um, the author of 10 books, most of them, or maybe all of them, award-winning um, she has founded uh, something called Divine Revelation, which she'll tell us about. And what's, what I'm particularly going to be um, asking her about is uh, the fact that for 22 years, her mentor was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the guru of the Beatles. And uh, she served on his personal staff for seven years, which is very pretty, very cool. So, but before before getting into all of that, so there's hope. You'll you'll feel by the end of today's show, you will feel more more spiritual. I can promise you that. I just wanted to, you know, um, I'm sure part of the problem is that we get up in the morning, and a lot of us go to the internet to see to catch up with the news, what's been happening, um, you know, in the last since we've been asleep, and um, it just gets to be more ridiculous than ever. I mean, you know, ridiculous and, and tragic and uh, depressing <laughs> um, and, and confusing than ever. Um, for example, just some of the things that, you, that uh, we've all been uh, hearing about in the last week or so. Of course, coming up is December 14th, the anniversary of Sandy Hook. 
and that brings with it, uh, with it the question, and of course the unfortunate answer, that not much has changed since then. Um, we, there was a story today about a Colorado boy, a six-year-old boy who was um, uh, not exactly arrested, but who was found to, um, who was labeled as a sexual harasser for kissing a girl's hand in class. He had kissed her cheek on a previous occasion, so that counted as two episodes, you know, making it a sexual harassment. And he is the sweetest, most angelic-looking little boy, innocent-looking little boy, who now is asking his mother, what sex? Um, Of course, the death of Nelson Mandela and the amazing, ironic um, timing of his death, uh, such that with the... um, premiere of his movie was being shown in London, and everybody was getting, um, you know, becoming awed by the man watching the movie, and at the end of the movie, they announced that he had just died, which kind of makes you uh, realize how special this man was, because now that this happened, um, so many more people are going to see that movie than probably ever would have before. Uh, we have stories of newlyweds either going on killing sprees like uh, Bonnie and Clyde or natural-born killers. We have a newlywed wife who's now standing trial for murdering her husband, pushing him off a cliff. Uh, Susan Boyle, who I love that woman, um, she she's now uh, announcing that um, she was got a, a more accurate diagnosis now of Asperger's, whereas before she had been told that she was brain damaged, which really makes me angry as a psychiatrist because psychiatrists often throw away those, um, throw out those terms, brain damage or a chemical imbalance or, you know, and, and people, I mean, what does it really mean? <laughs> so fortunately, she has the appropriate diagnosis and she feels a lot more calm about that rather than thinking that she's brain damaged. Um, uh, then, then the, the, the really, well, ridiculous but scary um, is the news that uh, Dennis Rodman did an ad, a commercial for um, pistachios that features a an actor playing Kim Jong-un in it um, and where he, uh, Kim blows up Dennis Rodman and there's the pistachio that's left. I mean... You know, the, the point is um, that, and then he's going back to North Korea, and, you know, the point is that uh, Kim Jong-un is very sensitive, and part of the whole problem, why he erupted, you know, this during this past year, was that he was seen to be, uh, he was, there was a, a parody made of him, fun was being made of him, um, as being the sexiest, he was named the sexiest man alive, and it was just a joke. And when he found out it was just a joke, as I had predicted, he got very angry. And then we saw some of the uh, things that he did to try to appear like the most powerful man on earth, if not the sexiest. So this is just a small scattering of some of the things that we have been, that have been going into our minds, that we've been reading about, hearing about. Um, and when you, when you have this craziness, um, of all these these stories that are none of which are very spiritual, it's really hard to put them out of our mind and concentrate on the kinds of things that we would really like to be concentrating during this during the season, if if not all year round. 
So, um, without further ado, <laughs> I will introduce my guest, Dr. Susan Shimsky. Welcome to the show, Susan. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be with you today, Carol. Well, have you? What I'm sure you've been uh, reading about, hearing about some of those stories, and what have you been thinking about the same thing? That how are we supposed to be spiritual? <laughs> I do my best to not pay attention to <laughs> gossip. If it's an important story, you know, if it has to do with, for example, health care or something like that, or if it has to do with the financial markets, or it has to do with, uh, with uh, women's issues, things like that. Yes, I'm very interested in those kinds of stories, but in general, I'm not really interested in celebrities, I'm not really interested in all the... Uh, tragedies here and there all over the world because I, I really don't have anything to, to do with that except to perhaps pray uh, for the world, always praying for world peace, praying for people to be more loving and for there to be greater brotherhood. So I would say that watching the news or listening to the news should be a way for people to write their prayer list, actually. <laughs> hmm. Yes, for of the people and the situations that they would be praying about. Exactly. That, that's a good way of, of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to know, before we get into um, some of, some of uh, your books and, and um, sharing some of the things that we can all be concentrating on, um, I am very interested to know how you came from um, being born wherever that might be. Where were you born? I was born in Colorado. Okay. Oh, so you, maybe you heard about the boy, the six-year-old. Um, uh, okay, how someone, um, how your life path uh, led you to become, um, to, to the Mahesh Yogi, to Mah- the Maharishi, and how you became on his staff. I mean, what was it in you um, that, that drew you to that? I believe that throughout my entire life, even as a child, I was very keen on the whole idea of, for example, you know, the brotherhood and sisterhood of mankind. I was very, I was always praying for world peace and so on and so on. Uh, my that was my birthday wish every year was world peace, you know. Uh-huh. So yeah, I had always had an interest in that sort of thing, but. What really changed me was when I became a hippie in the 1960s and I went to live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uh And I'm sure that your listeners don't really realize that those of us that were flower children at that time, that we were really keen on becoming spiritually enlightened. Uh That was what the whole thing was about. It was about experiencing higher consciousness. And our gurus were people like Timothy Leary, who said tune in, turn on, tune in, drop out, and then Richard Alpert, who later became Ram Das, And we were really very interested in the Buddhist scriptures, for example, in reading the, the Tibetan Book of the Dead. I was reading Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. I was reading The Way of Zen and other books by Alan Watts. And in the, in the Alan Watts books, he said that we need to find a meditation guide. Well, trust me, in 1966 in Berkeley, California, 
You did not go to the Yellow Pages and <laughs> find a meditation guide or anything remotely similar to that. So I asked a roommate, you know, how do I find a meditation guide? And he said, well, have you ever tried to meditate yourself? And I said, well, I guess I'll give a shot. Why not? You know, so I lay down on my bed and I kind of prayed for or asked for a meditation. I had no clue what I was doing. Absolutely no clue. But immediately I was propelled into an ecstatic state. Hmm. There was a cord of energy that was rushing from the tips of my toes all the way to the top of my head. I felt like I was plugged into an electric socket. Hmm. And this ecstatic energy was flowing through me like a river or something like that. A very strong energy flow. And so I figured, well, I guess this is meditation. I didn't know any better. Little did I know that I'd had my first meditation experience and also my first kundalini awakening all at the same time. Hmm. So that was my first introduction to that and... Then a few months later, a friend took me to the TM Meditation Center, Transcendental Meditation, which was founded by my guru, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the guru of the Beatles, and he was also the guru of Deepak Chopra. Mm-hmm. So well, that's where need, I found this, myself. This, this is a good place to take a break. We do need to take a break now. Um, but when we come back, I want to hear more, more about how that progressed and obviously the fascinating experience to have been on his personal staff that just is amazing um you're listening to dr carol's couch i'm your psychiatrist host dr carol lieberman uh we're talking today about putting the spirit back into the holidays with my guest dr susan shumsky so stay tuned Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're talking today about putting the spirit back into the holidays, and I'm talking literally spirit. <laughs> and my guest is Dr. Susan Shumsky, and she's... Uh, She's the author of 10 books. She's uh, award-winning books. She has de- dedicated her life to helping people 
take command of their lives in a highly effective, powerful, and positive way and um, helping us to get back to what's really important during the holidays and actually all year. And as a psychiatrist, I put all my guests on the couch, on <laughs> Dr. Carol's couch. Um, so I was starting with asking Susan about her, her childhood and how she wound up with the Maharishi uh, Mahesh Yogi. So go ahead. You were, we were, you were just starting to say that a friend took you to his TM center? Yes, a friend had brought me over to the Transcendental Meditation Center there. And when I looked on the wall and saw this photograph of Maharishi, immediately I just sensed that this was the right place for me to be, that uh, this was truly an enlightened master, and that I could, I could reach the, the kind of goals that I was seeking. And it was not too long after that, a few years later, I was on the banks of the Ganges River in India, studying directly with him, becoming a meditation teacher. Okay, well, wait, then, wait, wait. <laughs> How did you get from San Francisco to the banks? <laughs> well, I uh, took a plane. <laughs> I flew on a plane to India. and I mean, was there some kind of... Was it sort of encouraged? It would seem like it might have been encouraged for the people who were going to his uh, Transcendental Meditation Centers to actually go visit him in India? Not really, but in order to become a TM teacher, in order to learn that, you had to go and study directly with him. And at that time, he was giving his courses, his uh, teacher training courses, on the banks of the Ganges in Rishikesh, India, which is in the foothills of the Himalayas, where he had a meditation center. Wow. And so that's where I went. And it was a grand adventure. At that time, I was 22 years old. So, you know, it was a great thing. And then after that, I continued to study at many different advanced classes. And then I was on his personal staff. I lived in Europe for seven years on his personal staff. And that was really cool. I was in Italy and Austria, Mallorca, Spain, but mostly in Switzerland. And what what were you doing? Were you mainly teaching? Well, I was mainly meditating, but then also I was working in finance. I worked in the art department doing um, doing design work in the art department. I also worked in housing for some time. I was in charge of uh, some of the hotels that that we were holding classes in. So, you know, I did a variety of things. Huh. That must have been... um, and, And so... And you did this for seven years on the staff. I mean, did you find... what What was the experience like? Did you feel... Each day that there was, you were um, reaching a higher consciousness? Well, definitely, yes. Because when you're in the presence of an enlightened spiritual master, it is a very amazing experience, incredibly intense experience, because what that enlightened master is doing is trying to help you transform and to become more spiritually awakened and the ego is kind of resistant to that type of activity, shall we say. So it is a very challenging thing to be in an ashram. Ashram is a place where you go to study with a spiritual master from India. To be in an, in an ashram with a truly enlightened master is, is a combination of heaven and hell. It's heaven when you're experiencing the waves of bliss that you get in meditation and also the waves of bliss that you get from 
being in his presence Mm -hmm. where he is transferring divine energy to you by osmosis because you're in his presence and it's an incredibly powerful experience. Mm -hmm. However, then you have the experience of hell because he is putting you through all kinds of emotional uh, experiences to help you to, to sort of chip away at your, shall we say, negative emotions, uh, past habit patterns, beliefs, ideas, conditioning. And that's really the job of a truly enlightened spiritual master is to change the disciple, to transform the disciple into a more highly evolved person. And in order to do that, you have to change. You're, <laughs> you have to become different. You have to become more, uh, shall we say, stress-free. <laughs> Well, could you give some examples of, of what th- this would entail? Well, it, it's, it would just sound horribly abusive, actually, if I were to describe what it's like, because the, the master will say just crazy things to you. And uh, first of all, the, the, the master will praise you, and then you'll, your ego will puff up really big, and then the master will uh, say something that will blow your ego out of the water you know in other words suddenly you're being um your ego's being destroyed so i saw this not only with me but with everyone around me and <clears throat> this is a tradition of india it's not just that okay maharishi Mahesh yogi did this this is done if you read about spiritual masters from india even if you read the, some of the most popular books like autobiography of a yogi by paramahansa yogananda or if you read some of the other books that are not so well known, such as um, Milarepa, you know, or one of the other books that talks about what it's really like to be with a spiritual master, you'll hmm. find the same theme over and over. And that is that in order for a person to truly become spiritually enlightened, they have to eliminate their negative traits. And those negative traits are tied up with their beliefs, their habits, their conditions, their ego. And that has to be transformed. And that's not really a fun process to go through that. So that's why I said when you're with a spiritual master, it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's a combination of heaven and hell. So do it's you very mean, intense. Very, do you very mean intense. things like procrastination or smoking or what kinds of... Could you give some examples of this? Well, yeah, procrastination, smoking, whatever it is. Uh, I'll just give you a very simple example to show you how my guru helped me to change. And that was he would have me, okay, so I'm an artist. So so I was, uh, there was a time when I was, he had assigned me to do some artwork. And then I would bring that to him, and then he would say, well, okay, but now it should be like this. So he would change it, and he would uh, tell me to improve it, and then I would bring it back to him, and then he would say, oh, well, that's no good. Now you ha- it has to be like that, uh-huh. and then you would change it again. And he would, that would continue over and over and over repeatedly for, uh, you know, 20 times. Hmm. And so what that did for me is it expanded my small envelope that I was living in, I had certain boundaries about my my thought about how talented of an artist I was and what I could do. And then by the time that picture was done, 
I, it was something that I never, ever could have possibly done. It seemed like impossible, but in fact, uh, because he had me do it over and over and over and over and over and over, it ended up being something quite spectacular. So that would be an example, and he would do that with all of the people on staff. You know, no matter what it was, he would have them change it. He would have them improve it over and over and over and over and over. So, you know, that isn't really, it doesn't sound abusive or anything. It just sounds like a a, a perfectionist making you improve over and over. And that, what that did is it improved people's perceptions of themselves. It gave them greater confidence. It helped them to, uh, to manifest their full potential. Hmm. Yes, I guess uh, an expanding creativity as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, thinking... so that was just one example of how he worked. But uh-huh. often it would be something where he would just, you know, he would just slam you in front of a group of people. You know, even when five minutes before he was praising you to the hilt. I mm-hmm. mean, these are just ways to work with the egos of different people and to help them to become stronger internally to help them have more self-empowerment, more self-authority. And, and of course, things like um, being really simple in dress and what you ate and that kind of thing as well, right? Well, at the time, actually, believe it or not, I was wearing saris. He told me to wear saris all the time. And many other people on staff, many of the other women, he asked them to wear saris also. But uh, that was at that, that time, you know, it was a, it was a different time and... And I was in an ashram, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, also, like, self-deprivation. I mean, a sari doesn't have to be, could also be simple. But I mean, um, you know, sort of self-deprivation about food. Did you have to... uh... Well, we had a vegetarian diet. There wasn't self-deprivation. We had just a normal vegetarian diet. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, and by the way, also there was fasting. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> we, we did do quite a lot of fasting when I was on the staff, yes. Mm, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I meant, uh-huh. Yes, we did. We did, okay. and that was very good for health, by the way. Yes. And so how did you come to leave? Oh, he sent me away eventually. He said I was too dependent on him. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> yeah, he did. He said, you're too, too dependent on me. Go back to the United States. Huh, you were you were done. You were evolved about as high as you were gonna go. <laughs> well, for at the time, yeah, that was I was probably fully cooked and it was time for me to get off the burner. Uh-huh. And so then you came back here and you decided to share all of that and you've done that in your books and in your teachings and your um speaking engagements and, and retreats and so on? No, actually I don't teach transcendental meditation. I teach something else called divine revelation. Because I, I left the TM organization and I found a different way to experience the divine presence. And I call that divine revelation. And so all of my books are related to that teaching, actually, rather than TM. Uh-huh. And what is divine revelation? Well, it's a way for people to have direct contact and communication with the divine presence or with their higher self within them to learn how to listen to the still small voice within them, to develop their intuition, to develop their ability to have what I call a mystical experience of God, a direct contact with God, 
and it's a it's a powerful uh, program, and it's non-denominational. It's not any particular religion. It's whatever religion you happen to believe in, or non-religion. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's okay too. Well, um, and when we come back, you will tell us more about that. And Susan also okay. has has written about um, chakras and um, the power of chakras and the power of auras, and we'll hear more about that too, and how we can kind of tune in um, to our spirituality more during this season and, and for the new year. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about putting the spirit back into the holidays. And I mean that literally. With my guest, Dr. Susan Shumsky, she is the author of 10 books, um, including Miracle Prayer, Divine Revelation, Exploring Meditation, Exploring Auras, Exploring Chakras, How to Hear the Voice of God, Ascension, Instant Healing, The Power of of Auras, and The Power of Chakras. And um, the real deal we've been hearing about about Susan's um, uh, real experience, which um, in a very intense uh, atmosphere with the guru Maharishi Mahesh Yoga, who was the yogi, who was the guru of uh, the Beatles, and who who actually made uh, meditate brought meditation into the mainstream. So, um, well, to the to the extent that it's in the mainstream now, I mean, so many we need we need more people like you actually being bringing this uh, reminding people and bringing more people into awareness um, of this because the world is getting more complicated and confusing and crazy as I was talking about at the beginning of the show so um, where in the in the next half hour tell us how to be more spiritual <laughs> <laughs> how to be more spiritual well uh the main thing, the key to everything is meditation. I believe that the panacea of all ills is meditation. Mm. I believe the key to 
a better society is meditation. I believe the key to world peace is meditation. I believe that, as my guru always used to say, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, he always used to say that for a forest to be green, the trees must be green. So what that means is that in order for us to have world peace, we have to create peaceful people. You cannot legislate world peace. Mm. You cannot force world peace down people's throats. You're not going to eliminate war and crime unless you eliminate the war and crime that is within people's own hearts. It is essential for people to change in order for the world to change. It's not going to change by legislators or by writing uh, treaties. It's just, it's not going to work. People have to change, and that's one person at a time. One person at a time has to become more peaceful, more loving, stress-free, and then we will have heaven on earth. If we can have people who are peaceful, then we will live in heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. So, well, first of all, for, for some people who have not experienced meditation, tell, give us a little background on that. It's a very simple process. You just sit down in a chair, you close your eyes, you take a few deep breaths, and the deep breaths are very important because they're going to help you to settle down to a state of peace, to a state of centeredness, to a state of relaxation. So you take a few deep breaths, and then you get quiet and centered and balanced within yourself, and then the the whole key is to ask. Ask is the key, to ask. Ask a question, ask for guidance, ask for inspiration, ask to be healed, ask to be relaxed, ask to be at peace. Whatever it is you want to ask for, just ask for it and and say it out loud. Say what you want out loud. And then you take another deep breath or take a few more deep breaths actually and go deeper. And then you do what I call the do nothing program. That means you do nothing, nothing, and less than nothing. And if you have asked for it, then the still small voice will speak to you within your heart and it will guide you. You can have conversation with conversations with that intuitive voice. You can experience the presence of God. You can experience divine love. You can experience divine light. You can experience divine grace and blessedness. Whatever it is you ask for, you will receive. But it is necessary to ask, and that's the whole key to the whole thing. It's it's not going to really work if you just sit there and do nothing and and don't ask first. If you just Mm. sit there and uh, expect and don't (laughs) don't have any, if you have no intention, if you have if you have nothing in mind that you want to accomplish in the meditation, then nothing is going to be accomplished. So it's just like anything in life. You have to intend it. You have to ask for it. You have to make it happen. Hmm. Okay. And what what do people? Um, I mean, I, I think one of the one of the barriers is impatience. Like people get um, impatient waiting, you know, or thinking that this isn't working, or it's not going to work, or not really sure what what they're expecting to work. Exactly. So that that means that first of all, they're in their heads. They're not in their heart. They're not on. They're not in the spiritual plane. Okay, there's different planes of existence. There's the mental world, 
and there's the spiritual world, you know, there's various different planes of existence. And, and you want to be in the spiritual world when you're in meditation, but if you're just sitting around feeling impatient, feeling negative emotions, uh, your, your brain is just going a thousand miles an hour, you're thinking about what you're going to make for dinner, whatever, you know, that's not uh, being in the spiritual world, that's being in the mental world. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that or anything, but uh, you can get out of that simply by taking some deep breaths. Just take mm. more deep breaths and ask spirit to take you deeper. Mm. So mm. just take more deep breaths, ask spirit to take you deeper, and use some of the methods that I have in my books. I have a book, uh, Exploring Meditation. You could use that. You could use my book, Divine Revelation. You could use my book, How to Hear the Voice of God. All those three books will help you to meditate. And also, I have a wonderful guided meditation CD. I've got three different CDs. Uh, one of them is the Divine Revelation Guided Meditation CD, and that will help you to go into deep, deep meditation. It will guide you into meditation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you also have, I was reading, you also have a podcast called uh, on Wisdom Radio called Find Your Angels. Yeah, I do, actually. Finding your angels. <laughs> Tell us about that. Well, I mean, when you're, when you're in touch with the, the divine presence within you, when you're in touch with the still small voice within, you can also be in touch with divine beings, such as angels, ascended masters, the deity of your understanding, deity or deities, whatever it is that you believe in. And so you can get in touch with those divine beings, and they will guide you. They can guide you. They can assist you. You can receive inner guidance from them. And they will also heal you and lift you when you call their names or when you ask them questions. They will help you. And so divine revelation is about learning how to get in touch with these aspects of spirit, not only your higher self, but also divine beings. Hmm. So when you, how, how have you found, uh, I mean, society has, has come a long way, um, not necessarily a better way, um, from the hippie 60s. How, how do you, do you find it more, I mean, I, I, obviously the people who come to your website and come to your seminars or, or retreats and, you know, they're open to these things, but are, are you frustrated I mean, what, do you, what have you been finding in terms of the trend? Are people more cynical? Are people less open to these kinds of things? What, how has it become more frustrating trying to get people to, to, um, to see the value in this and to let go of some of their uh, negativity? Wow, that's a great question, Carol, and I'm so glad you asked it. Because this world is a completely different place from 1966 when I was a hippie in, in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. At that time, actually before that time when I was really a youngster, uh, things were really, really different. For example, you would go to the grocery store. What would you find there? Well, you would find meat. You'd find potatoes. You'd find iceberg lettuce. You might find some tomatoes. You might find some... Uh, oranges and apples. All right, so that's what you would find in the fresh fruit department or fresh food department. What do you find now? You find a plethora of every kind of healthy vegetable, including organic foods. 
back back way back then in the 1950s uh, in order to find an esoteric book? How in the world would you even mm. know about an esoteric book? There were two esoteric bookstores in the entire country. Mm. Now, esoteric books are in Every, every, every bookstore all over the world, esoteric information is all over the internet. There are people that you do a, a search for anything and you'll find it on the internet. You go to Huffington Post and they've got a million spiritual articles going on all the time. This were, uh, it used to be way back then. You wouldn't find yoga. You wouldn't mm-hmm. find martial arts. You wouldn't find anything. Now we've got yoga on every corner. We've got martial arts everywhere. This world has become so influenced by the spirituality of the East. And I have to say that my guru, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, was really one of the great pioneers in this. He truly changed the world, which was what his intention was. He made meditation a household word in this world. And before that, no one even had any idea what, you know, mm-hmm. if they saw the word, they would think it was a, a misspelled medication. You know, they <laughs> wouldn't even understand anything about it. So this world is a completely different place. People are so keen on learning about spirituality. You've got telesummits going on all the time, free telesummits with all kinds of self-help and uh, and find your a spiritual self and meditate and all kinds of th- stuff. All these expos are going on. There's tons of things all over the place now that just did not exist 60 years ago when I was five years old. Well, yes, that's a good point. Um, I guess I'm seeing the glass <laughs> half empty. Yes, I mean, you're you right that, that all these things that we sort of take for granted now um, weren't around. But then how... So what? Okay, what is your intention um, for the future? I mean, what? I mean, obviously, even though these things are around, there's there's so much. Um, some of the people are getting more enlightened, obviously, but some of the people are, you know, going to schools and shooting little kids. There's more people than there used to be. So you're going to have a lot more stuff on the news than there used to be. You're going to have a lot of crazy things going on that were maybe in smaller pockets before. Uh, Of course, there are uh, some reasons why uh, this craziness is going on with the youngsters. For example, the horrible drugs that people are taking, uh, that people are giving their children due to ignorance uh, the bad diet that that uh, is being foisted upon us by people like Monsanto. I mean, you know, there are some negative things going on. But then, of course, we also have the proliferation of whole foods all over the country, you know, mm-hmm. which didn't exist. And so you can go to a grocery store and you can get all kinds of healthy alternatives. You can go to their vitamin and uh, supplement department and you can res- get wonderful, healthy homeopathic remedies and so on. So, you know, it's just, uh, there's a lot of everything. So just make the right choice <laughs> yes, that's for your good... children, for your family. Make the right choices. Give your children healthy foods. Be very careful about diet because diet is extremely important. Yes, yes. Well, we need to take another break. Um, this is, yes, you know, all of this um, 
is, is so important. My guest is Dr. Susan Shumsky. Um, we're talking today about putting the spirit back into the holidays. Um, you're giving us a feast <laughs> of things to think about and plan to do. Um, for the holidays and the new year. So stay tuned. We have another segment coming up. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, Trying to help everyone get a little more spiritual, calling today's show Putting the Spirit Back in the Holidays. And our guest has been uh, the epitome (laughs) of spirit. Dr. Susan Shumsky, she is, um, has an amazing background, as we've been talking about, author of 10 books that will help you get in touch with your spirit, spirit over the holidays and subsequently. Um, I'll give you that information before, before the, the end of the show. Um, she's also going to give you a positive affirmation to help you get through the stress of the holidays. But I, I wanted to just do a quick little fun uh, question uh, to ask her about, um, you know, everybody, a lot of people go to parties. This is a, a, a time when you're bound to be socializing more than usual. And I'm wondering if you could give people some tips on how to tell people's auras, like people you should stay away from and versus somebody who looks like they'd be a great friend or lover. Right. So the thing is that we naturally read auras. Everybody reads auras. Whenever you meet somebody, if you're feeling like a feeling of warmth towards that person, if you feel this person seems to be quite open, this person seems loving, you can just sense with your uh, feeling nature, you can sense what a person is like. Uh, Another person might be very closed off. One person, maybe you feel very angry. Uh, You feel that person is very angry or that person is nervous anxious, whatever. And um, so we're reading auras all the time. 
most people are not seeing auras, mm. they're feeling auras. And with regards to seeing auras or seeing the colors in people's auras or seeing anomalies in people's auras, they can see auras better with their eyes closed rather than with their eyes open. Hmm. Now, if you're at a party, I think that probably you're going to be using your feeling senses more than anything else. So just pay attention to these people that you meet. I mean, maybe there's a very nice person underneath or a very loving person underneath, but all that you're really perceiving is how nervous that person is. Mm. Because people get very nervous when they go to parties. Mm -hmm. They feel socially anxious. So don't let that stop you from making friends with somebody. It just may be that they that they're feeling as nervous as you are, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> or they're mm-hmm. feeling they're feeling uh, socially uh, shy, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, so seek out the-, the pearls amongst, uh, you know, seek out those those pearls, and and those may be the the best people, the people that are really shy and and not so outgoing. Right. Often the people that are most bombastic and outgoing are the ones that really are maybe they're bullies or something. Maybe they're really not the nicest people on earth. Right. Yes. Well, okay. I want to make sure we have time for you to talk about a positive affirmation that you would like to give us. Well, what I'd like to do is help people to become more self-assured, self-empowered during this holiday season. It's important for us to be able to overcome the stresses of the season and to have inner strength during this time. And especially when we're rushing around trying to get everything done, uh, an affirmation like this can really help you. Now, when you use this affirmation, I call this the self-authority affirmation. And its purpose is to help you to become more, to have more inner strength and to become more self-assured. And when you say this affirmation, please say it as though your higher self is saying the affirmation rather than your ego self. So say it, just pretend as though it's your higher self or when I say higher self, I'm talking about your spiritual self, the aspect of yourself that's your best self. So you do, it goes like this. The affirmation goes like this. I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind. And I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God, and so it is. Hmm. Okay, would you like to do that one more time? (laughs) I am in control. I am one with God. I am the only authority in my life. I am divinely protected by the light of my being. I close off my aura and body of light to the lower astral levels of mind. And I open to the spiritual world. Thank you, God. And so it is. Wow. Okay, well that, um, and w- okay, and what would you say to someone who said, well that sounds very nice, but how is that really going to help me? What that's going to do if you actually use it, mm-hmm. is going to change your life. You're going to have greater 
self-confidence, self-assuredness, self-awareness, self-authority, self-empowerment, self-actualization. You're going to be more yourself and you're not going to be affected by all those relatives around you that are criticizing you during the holidays, by all those people that are trying to get to be uh, vampires, psychic vampires, trying to get your energy and your time and trying to, to suck you dry of all that energy that you've got. You're going to be more uh, self, self, uh, inner strength, greater inner strength, greater inner power. So that's what I recommend that you use. And I would recommend that you all try it because what do you have to lose? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, now it's not going to happen the first time. You would recommend that you say it as many times a day as possible or like... There you certain- say it when you're starting to feel like, um, wow, I need uh, some inner strength here. Uh-huh. Uh, this person is driving me batty. I better, you know... Mm. I better go back to myself here and, mm. and gain some more centeredness in my life. But I would recommend it anytime you're going to leave your house, anytime you're going to encounter a person. If you have clients like you do, for example, say that affirmation between your clients and also cut psychic ties with the last client that you had. And you're going to feel much better all day. You will never be drained by any of your clients and you'll have, a, you'll have unlimited abundant energy all the time. Well, that sounds wonderful. <laughs> well, I want to make sure that we have time for me to give out Dr. Susan Shumsky's website. It is um, drsusan.org, which is D-R-S-U-S-A-N, drsusan.org. And uh, again, some of the books are Miracle Prayer, Divine Revelation, Exploring Meditation, Exploring Auras, Exploring Chakras, How to Hear the Voice of God, Ascension, Instant Healing, the power of auras and the power of chakras. And obviously we have just, um, this has been uh, some of the highlights um, of Susan's work, but, you know, obviously we're just touching on things that you need to find out more about. And I hope that this has awakened your curiosity if you're not, um, if this isn't something that you've had much exposure to. And if it is something that you are somewhat familiar with, certainly um, she has been... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she has, she has. Not only has she touched the best in terms of the Maharishi Mahesh Yoga, but Yogi, but um, you know he wouldn't have had her on his personal staff for seven years if he didn't have confidence in her being able to carry on. Uh, the, if not, you know some of his teachings. I mean the idea of meditation, but also um, to be in general attack, connecting you to the higher powers and to the spiritual world. So thank you, Dr. Susan. This has been a delight. And I hope you all have appreciated this respite from the craziness in the world as much as I have. And um, thank you all for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.